fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. James C. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And you know what? We're going to talk about Joe Biden in the second hour. We're going to talk about the whole quid pro quo. We're going to talk about Burisma. We're going to talk about impeachment you know because part two is on its way we got to get this wrapped up for christmas and the democrats are determined will they be successful what should you be looking out for because there are some things to look out for and my friends is this the beginning of the end of the democrat party we are going to go there we are going to go there and we are going to Enjoy ourselves. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you are a fan of impeachment, if you are a fan of the of the drama, of the of the show you are having the time of your life i mean when is the last time we were able to really enjoy a good impeachment we got to go all the way back to bill clinton and that was fun i mean that was salacious right i was a high school teacher during that period of time and a miracle happened they may be the current events teacher right in the middle of the clinton lewinsky scandal oh yes i have my students read the star report for extra credit yeah. Uh, then I got called down to the principal's office because the star report really is soft porn. I'm serious. The things that Bill Clinton did in the Oval Office is, is, is terrible. But, you know, it was just it was just relations between consenting adults. That's what we were told. And that was the impact on the kids. You know, it depends on what the meaning of is is that became very popular. And also that oral relations really isn't relations. Thank you. Bill Clinton. You know, when I was uh, uh, first married, my wife was uh, on the left. She's a she was a, she's liberal. She's liberal, but she's so beautiful that I kind of overlooked that. <laughs> People credit me for flipping her. I didn't flip her. It was the impeachment hearings that flipped her. Yes, my, our, our our number one son. You know, he was old enough to pay attention and ask questions, and he was keep he kept asking, "Mommy, did the president do something wrong? Is he in trouble?" And mom wouldn't answer the question. So I would, yes, son, he's in trouble. Well, well, why is he lying? Well, son, you see, what he did was, and my wife was like, no, stop, stop talking. And I, there was one incident. I remember my wife diving across the living room to turn off the TV so my son would not have to hear about all that Lewinsky stuff. And I said, look at you trying to protect yourself from for, trying to protect your son from the man you voted for twice. <laughs> My son said, when I grow up, I don't want to be the president because the president's always lying and getting in trouble. That's what flipped my wife. That's what flipped her. That's what moved her from being on the left side of the aisle over into the promised land. And you know what? 
the same thing is happening right now with this impeachment hearing. You have many Democrats who are watching uh, these these Democrat uh, uh, representatives. They're watching their behavior. We're seeing that the left never has accepted President President Trump's 2016 election win. They have been in resistant mode from the very beginning before he was even sworn in. We've had marches. We've had yeah, just the, the, the left, the Hollywood left, lose their mind. Robert De Niro, these guys, they're losing their mind. Then we had the fake uh, 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 Mueller investigation. We had the, uh, he's colluding with the Russians. And they dug deep. And the deeper they dug, more of the deep state was exposed. More of the fact that we had operatives. Ladies and gentlemen, we had elected officials. We had our police force. Uh, we had the FBI. We had the intelligence community trying to conduct a coup. That's crazy. That's banana republic stuff. It's happening right here. We actually are watching men in uniform lying, testifying on lies about a president of the United States trying to overturn him because they don't like him. He's not part of the club. I had an opportunity to read The Plot Against the President by Lee Smith. It is an excellent book. And the fact that I read that book before these uh, impeachment hearings started, I'm sitting there able to connect the dots. I could read the stitches on the fastball. Then I sat down and I watched uh, uh, the Democrats' Hydra. Yeah, and the Glenn Beck piece, that's right. Sat down and watched it. It was a little over an hour. And I wanted to say, come on, come on, Glenn Beck. Come on, man. That's conspiracy. See, there used to have a, I used to have a conspiracy theory button right on, you know, right, 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 right in the studio. And whenever people would call in, talk about deep state, I hit that button. It's conspiracy. You can't do that anymore. And you especially can't do that with Glenn Beck because he has all of the I's dotted and the T's crossed and he has documentation up the yang gang. You can't deny it. But then you're overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed by how deep the rabbit hole goes and how far back the Democrats Hydro is going to blow your mind. But you need to watch it. You also need to to read the, the plot against the president by Lee Smith. When you do, and you look at these impeachment hearings, <laughs> you see what's going on. Now, have you noticed that since the showboat shift hearings, you got to be careful when you say that, showboat shift, you know, the, the, the shift hearings, he's full of shift. So you got to be careful with that. Have you noticed that there has been some movement, those rumbling sounds you hear are the independent's feet moving to the conservative side of the aisle. Check it out. Poll after poll and, and a few largely unnoticed interviews are evidence that the country in general has tired of the impeachment issue. The people want some action on things that matter in their lives. And it's obvious that Nancy Pelosi is not Willing to do that. Schiff had his shot and he came up short. 
if you notice. The mainstream media has pretty much avoided the topic now. Instead, they, and they're doing polls, and they've turned their attention to the upcoming Inspector General's report. Remember that? They're not really talking about impeachment right now. Have you noticed that? Oh, oh, and Trump supporters, we've been psychoanalyzed by amateurs, pundits, and a sprinkling of experts, and we are being called cultists. We have been accused of having the mindset of ISIS members. So we can, we can uh, shift, shift to the side. Uh, we've got the holiday weekend news cycle to, 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 to fill. Now we got to get ready for the next big event on the calendar. And what is that? That's impeachment 2.0. No, you thought I was, you thought I was going to say that it was the USMCA getting passed by. <laughs> Silly. You thought that we were going to talk about, you know, dealing with prescription drug prices. You thought that we were going to have an actual budget instead of a continuing resolution. Immigration reform? No, no, no. Health care reform? No, no, no. Is there any legislation coming out of the House? The answer is no. The House, instead, is focused on unseating a duly elected president who continues to gain even greater favor with the voters in this country. It's amazing the amount of pressure that this president has been under, and he still is working on behalf of the American people. He still is getting things done. Not Congress. Next week, they plan on resuming their march toward impeachment. But ladies and gentlemen, this time it's different. We got Nadler. We got the penguin. He's on stage. He's on deck. And according to news reports, he's invited the president and the president's attorneys to attend this. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. And the letter inviting the president, you know, it's been made public. It's transparency. They want you to believe that this time. Unlike the, the Schiff affair. The president's been given a fair shot at addressing the issue. But, my friends, nothing could be further from the truth. And the devil is in the details. This is all amazing. And I'm going to give you the skinny, skinny, skinny coming up next. James T. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Black Friday. My name is James T. Harris. I'm filling in for, for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, you can, uh, you can uh, reach out to me at uh, jamestharris.com. Uh, you can also go to my Twitter page, which is James T. Harris, Instagram, James T. Harris, and Facebook, James T. Harris Media. Make sure if you go there to like the page and follow. And then, you know what, say, say, Zucker, may I please, 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 and maybe. He'll let me follow. Maybe he'll he'll let the page grow. But we have to be nice. We have to be respectful. Unlike Democrats. <laughs> we are talking about the impeachment 2.0 and what's coming up. And let's let's remember, you know, that all of this is over a telephone call that the president made 
uh, where he was asking for a quid pro quo, supposedly, that he was going to hold up funds until the Ukraine started to investigate corruption. I think that the shift made a mistake. I think that the, you know, the whistleblower was supposed to come out and, and, and uh, talk about this telephone call. And they thought that the president was going to you know, protect the presidency by not releasing the transcript of the call. Wrong. Wrong. He released that transcript and blew the whole thing up. And instead of America now looking at a, I mean, we could read the transcript and tell there was no quid pro quo. But you know what? There was a quid pro Joe. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, it, that sounds like a quid pro quo. That sounds like corruption. And then the prosecutor who was fired was allegedly investigating the company that had Hunter Biden on. And Hunter Biden, who had, you know, sitting on their board getting 50000 plus a month, uh, uh, or fifty to 80000 plus a month. We, have, we have to talk about Hunter in this hour as well. And then Hunter goes over to China. Wherever he gets off, you know, Air Force Two with the vice president, he gets paid. 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 Democrats don't want to talk about that. Isn't that interesting? The media doesn't want to cover that. Isn't that interesting? Instead, we're talking about impeaching a duly elected president over a phone call. The Judiciary Committee. They're coming up next week. They're going to permit the president and his attorneys to attend these hearings. And Chairman Nadler, you know he loves authority. He loves that gavel. He's going to be just tapping down that gavel for the cameras. And you know what? You no, know, Nadler's committee is full of leaks. It's remarkable leaking going on. So we're going to know everything that these that these uh, people are testifying about, and we're going to learn more. You can expect expect more bombshells. That was a bombshell. This is a bombshell. The walls are closing in. There's going to be more of that stuff. <laughs> And uh, there's going to be a great amount of comedy this go around. See, we missed comedy with, uh, with, with Schiff. But with Nadler, we're going to get a lot of comedy. Why? Because, my friends, Sheila Jackson Lee is on that committee. <laughs> Sheila Jackson Lee, you know, the recently freed slave. Sheila Jackson Lee. She said that on the House of the Fly. I didn't say that. I do believe that Hank Johnson is also on that committee. He, uh, the, we can't put too much military equipment on one side of Guam because the island may capsize. Mr. Speaker, you know, it's just, imagine a world without balloons. That's, uh, that's, uh, Hank Johnson talking about helium balloons. They're up next. And the timing of this whole thing, they invited the president, they expect for the president, look for the media to say, oh, you know what, uh, uh, the president, why won't he show up? Because I don't think the president's going to be there. I don't think so. Why? Because you know what, they already have a NATO pre-scheduled gathering. It was already, they've been planning this for months. You've got heads of state, you've got various uh, ministers, they're all going to be there. And meetings like this take a lot of time to arrange. 
So you know it's been in the planning for months. You got security measures alone. It takes coordination. Every step is pre-planned. Where are they going to meet? They're going to meet in London. When are they going to meet? Wait for it. Wait for it. Next week. <laughs> during the during the, the impeachment hearing. Oh, well, the president's not going to show. Well, you know, he's not going to show. Why? Because he's going to be doing his job. He's going to be squeezing member nations to ante up for their fair share. He's going to be negotiating shared military burdens. You know, the business of running the country. And I wager that uh, Nadler feels very, very clever. Very clever. No doubt he feels that he's pulled off a, a huge stunt, and maybe he has. But the media is helping. They're going to help cover it. Uh, I don't know if the media is going to London. What do you think? Do you think the media is going to go to London and cover this, or do you think they're going to be creating drama and inciting further division with the impeachment trials? For the most part, the public will be told that President Trump was invited and didn't show, and most people will never know why, because they get their news from fakery. As far as the IG report coming out, there's been a whole bunch of leaks on that as well. Just remember this. The IG reports, they're just calling balls and strikes like Comey was supposed to do. When Comey came out and said, oh, you know what, uh, Hillary's done everything wrong, but we're not going to charge her. We're not going to prosecute her because we can't prove intent. Remember that? That wasn't his call. That was supposed to be Loretta Lynch. The IG is going to come out and call balls and strikes, but it's going to be the Attorney General, William Barr, the criminal investigations. That's what I want you to look for. And if this were a chess game, I would make the observation that a number of pawns have fallen. Andrew McCabe, Peter Ivey Stroke and Stroke, his paramour, Lisa Page, or, or Page, yes. Even James Comey, Clapper, and Brennan, they're all under a cloud. Again, read the plot against the president by Lee Smith. Watch Glenn Beck's The Democrats' Hydra. We're getting close to watching some valuable pieces fall. High? How high up is this going to go? How high up will this go? I don't know. But get your popcorn. Because I think that President Trump has known for a long time. And I think that Attorney General Barr is the real deal. And I think that this president, yeah, he'll probably get impeached. But he will be the first president to get impeached and then win re-election by a landslide. <laughs> That's my prediction. You got to talk about Hunter Biden. If Hunter Biden, if, 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 if this was one of President Trump's son and they were acting like this, the media will be all over this and they would ding the president's chances. I, I, I am convinced of that. You don't know a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm going to tell you. Telephone number is 888-727-BECK. My name is James T. Harrison again for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's Black Friday. 
My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, I, when it comes to 2020 politics, I just, I'm just loving this. I know that makes me very strange. I'm one of these people that just enjoy the fray. And I enjoyed 2016 when we had all of the Republicans up on the stage. And I was initially uncomfortable as the president or now president, President Trump. Uh, back then, businessman Trump was just slicing through all of these Republicans. But good night. He changed the game. I remember the Democrats teasing us. We had all of these Republicans up there all competing against each other. <laughs> And everybody knew that the, the, the it was rigged for Hillary. Now, the tables have turned. And we have like, I don't know, 20, 20 something uh, Democrats. We got more coming in every day. Not a whole lot of leaving, but more coming in every single day. And I initially thought that uh, a Senator Warren, we call her Senator Spreading Bull. Uh, in the conservative circus because of all of the lies, the whoppers, the lies that she tells, her high cheekbones, uh, you know, getting fired because she's pregnant. Lie after lie after lie. I thought she was going to win the primaries, but she killed herself with health care. I mean, she absolutely just she fell on her sword. I don't think she's coming back. She's plummeting in the polls. Uh, Joe Biden, surprisingly, he is still beating everyone, everyone, and he shouldn't be. This, to me, shows the desperation of the media. They're trying to find somebody that can be President Trump, somebody moderate. They, they don't want to give the party over to the radical left. They, 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 they understand that there's no way a socialist. Well, I mean, we may talk that talk, but we, now they're taking us serious. Oh, no. <laughs> so they can't. They got to pull this away from Bernie. Uh, they're happy that uh, uh, that Senator uh, Spreading Bull Warren, they're, they're happy that she eviscerated herself. But Joe Biden, you know what? If Joe Biden were Donald Trump and if Donald Trump Jr. were Hunter, uh, the whole Trump campaign would be done. It'd be gone. Did you hear about the latest with, 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 with Hunter Biden? No, I'm not talking about the $50,000 and the, and the millions of dollars he picked up in, in, uh, China for just basically doing nothing because of his dad's last name. I'm talking about the fact that, uh, Joe, I'm sorry, Hunter Biden's baby mama, the one in Arkansas, she was a stripper in, in, in clubs in Washington, D.C. What? Yeah. And there's reports out there that Hunter Biden, you know, he uh, divorced his wife and then he was I think he was married or hanging out with his his deceased brother's wife. That would be his sister-in-law. And then while he was with her, you see, he started, you know, messing around with the girl from Arkansas who was a stripper over in Washington, D.C. And then he got her pregnant and then they went on the Maury Pope show and then they said, it's, it's your child. The child is yours. <laughs> it's terrible. You had a reporter from Fox ask Joe Biden about that. He said, this is personal. Yeah, and only you would answer. Only you would ask a question like that. What? It's the media. Oh, but see, that's very telling, isn't it? Because if this were one of the Trump kids, this would be all over the news. And the media would be holding the father responsible for the sons of the, uh, the sins of the son. They would. And you know this. And yet the media is turning a blind eye. Now, not the foreign press. All the foreign press is all over this. 
they like that salacious stuff. And it is a salacious story. So in a sane world, Hunter Biden would be seen as a security risk with the businesses that he's dealing with and, uh, and his lifestyle with the, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you that he was suspected that he was doing crack, crack cocaine in these, in these, in these strip clubs. I'm not making this up. You know, he got kicked out of the uh, military for, for using drugs. I think co- cocaine. He used it twice. Most people get kicked out if they catch it once. He did it twice. You know, uh, is that white privilege? Is that white privilege? No, a little bit, maybe. That's a last name. <laughs> That's Biden. <laughs> but, 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 but. You got to keep our eye on, on Joe uh, Biden, because I really do believe that Hunter's camp, Hunter's antics are going to blow up Joe's campaign. It's not going to come from the mainstream media, but it's going to come from Democrats who are just repulsed by all of this. Like I said, in the earlier segment, you had a lot of Democrats who who left the party, who walked away, who blexited it <laughs> from the, the Democrats during the, the impeachment of Bill Clinton. It's happening again right now. Let's talk about Mayor Pete Booty Gig. That's what I call him, Booty Gig. I know it's Booty Judge. Oh, it was whatever. You know, when he first came on the scene, people were just making up stuff. They didn't go with the obvious. Booty Gig. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Pete Booty Gig, in my opinion, is everything that is wrong with a Democrat candidate. He, he, he has convictions. Right. And some of them are pretty good. But you have to abandon that when you become a liberal candidate. You just do. And there's historical precedence for this. You know, there's history. Just did you know that Jesse Jackson used to be pro-life? Yes, he was. He was pro-life. As a matter of fact, it was Jesse Jackson that said that abortion is the black holocaust. Look it up. Well, what happened? What happened? He decided to run for president. 1988, I do believe. He no longer talked about that anymore. Yeah, 1988, that was a little while ago. I remember that because I was, it was the first time I was ever on TV. I was at the Jesse Jackson rally just because it was in the union at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. And I just happened to be going to class. So I stopped there to look at it. Oh, there's Jesse Jackson. And then when I turned around, there was a camera right in my face, the bright lights and the reporter had to, had the, uh, um, uh, microphone and he stuck it in my, in my, in my face. And he said, what do you think about Jesse Jackson running? What do you think about this happening on Black History Day or month? I said, well, you know, um, we've come a long way since uh, Martin. I didn't say Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I said Martin. Since Martin did <laughs> did this and that, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. I was so happy. I went home and I recorded it, you know, with the V. Remember you put the cassette in there, you know, VH, you're right. I put that in there and I recorded it. And then my dad came home and I showed it to him. I said, Dad, look, I'm on TV. And uh, he, he sat down. He listened to what I had to say. I said, what do you think, Dad? He said, well, son, you looked good, but you didn't say anything. And when when did you ever meet uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and become good friends where you could just call this great man Martin? <laughs> that was a fail. That was a fail. 
But I remember back in that day, Jesse Jackson coming to the church. I remember Bob Dole coming to the church. I grew up in a Democrat household. Booty gig. Mayor Booty gig. He said something back in 2011 that was pretty much on point. You know, the kids need to see evidence that education is going to work for them, right? You so go. you see a lot of parts of That's town. That's part of the motivation. Where, yeah, because right. you, you're motivated because you, you believe that at the end of your educational process, there's a reward, there's a stable life, there's a job. Right. And there are a lot of kids, especially the lower income minority the neighborhoods, lower ones. Right. who literally just haven't seen it work. Uh, there isn't not. somebody they know personally and I think that's uh, who testifies to the value of education. So, yeah, you bet. That's Mayor Pete. Back in 2011, basically saying, you know what, Democrat-run schools and Democrat-run cities kind of suck really bad. And you don't have kids who can really pay attention to what's going on. They don't see have any role models. It is a roundabout way of saying, you know what, the parents are not involved. Where are the success stories in low-income areas, i.e. black? Well, now Mayor Budigig wants to be president, so he has to walk that completely back. What I said uh, in that comment before I became mayor uh, does not reflect the totality of my understanding then and certainly now oh. about the obstacles that students of color face in our oh. system today. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. My friend Candace Owens, she took this thing on. We're going to uh, we're going to address Booty Gig's concerns here and get to the truth of it. And I'm going to tell you how how Democrat uh, candidates should act. That is coming up next. This is Black Friday. My name is James T. Harris. Sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's Black Friday. James C. Harris sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're talking about Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I know it's Buddha Judge or whatever they say, but I, I said Buttigieg. We're talking about him because uh, he's trying to make a play for the for the nomination. And you know what? He should because you have Elizabeth Warren falling apart. I think you have uh, Bernie Sanders. He's faded. Uh, I don't think that 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 uh, Joe Biden can last. Too much baggage. But he's going about this the wrong way. He spoke truth in 2011 when he talked about some of the problems that are existing for low-income kids. But he got caught on the carpet by the liberal gatekeepers. You can't say those type of things and run for office as a Democrat. When you run as a Democrat, you have to let go of a lot of your principles, a lot of your morals. I, I just pointed out Jesse Jackson, who once was pro-life. Then he ran for president as a Democrat. Democrats, they didn't, they're not going to put up with that. So Booty Gig stepped in it when he backtracked on that. And he basically apologized to the black community. He's, he's evolved since then. He didn't know what he was talking about in 2011. And that really upset a friend of mine by the name of Candace Owens. 
Well, well, he's walking back because he's weak, and this is why people prefer Trump, because Trump would not walk back on telling the truth. When you break down the family unit, which has been done strategically by the Democrats since the 1960s, the children run to the street. When the children run to the street, their idols become cultural icons. People don't know who you are in black America, but I bet you they all know who Jay-Z and T.I. and all these rappers are. This is We have a cultural problem in black America, and we need leaders that have the spine to be able to admit that if we're ever going to get better. Dang. Ooh. Wow. You know, George Gilder said something similar on the Oprah Winfrey show back in the day. George Gilder was also, I believe, the first person ever to be kicked off of the Oprah Winfrey show for saying that. He said you can either let men rule in the household and, and be the head of the family and raise the boys and raise their girls to be respectful. Or you can lock your doors and watch the young men run wild in the streets. Oprah didn't like that. She didn't like that. George Gilder. Now you have you have this Candace Owens, who is a firebrand. I got a hold of her when she first came out, pulled her in. You know, I was sort of like Morpheus. She's Neo. Little Matrix of lingo. And, and, and <laughs> but she soon just eclipsed everything I was doing. And now she is just running free. She's the head of the leader of the, the Blexit movement, the black exodus of the Democrat Party. Amen. And boom, shakalaka. Uh, walk away. Run away. And she's calling this Democrat out because he once spoke some half-truth and now he's retreating from it. And you also have Mayor Buttigieg who's trying to go to the black church. So he doesn't understand. You had uh, Congressman Clyburn um, who is a, uh, I'm related by marriage. I had to put that out there as a disclaimer. He came out and said, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's true. Most of Americans of African descent who are the older generation are not going to go for Mayor Pete because of his uh, sexual uh, sexuality. Not going to do it. Can't make me not going to do it. Not going to do it. So you have Mayor Pete going to these churches trying to convince these people People. That's old school, man. And most of the younger generation of Americans of African descent don't go to church. They're making a mistake. He'd be much better off if he were just authentic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my first time sitting in for a nationally syndicated show. And I, I have a caller. And it's a shame that the, my first call, David in Florida, wants to take the ringmaster to the woodshed, David in Florida. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Show. Hi, thank you very much. Are you, are What's you on there? your mind, David? Yes, I am. Well, I heard you were upset with something that I said. No, well, that's not exactly the way I said it. But first, I want okay. to say I, I respect you for taking the call, knowing that I'm opposed to almost everything you said. But I'm interested, <laughs> in, I'm interested in an intelligent discussion. And um, let me let me get to it, because there are like, we're not going to have time. I wish I could sit with you for an hour. I've got about 10 things you said in the last half hour. that I, I got just, one minute, David. I got one minute in conversation. Oh, the spice kidding. of life. So go, baby, go. All right. All right real, real quickly. First of all, you say that the Pelosi and the Democrats have done nothing. They're spending all their time on investigations. Well, this is a fact, not an opinion. You can Google it. You can go to the, the public record. 275 laws have been passed by the Democrats since January. So it's not that they're not doing it, they're doing a lot. The, the bills are sitting on McConnell's desk. That's one. The other thing you said, one of the other things, was that the Democrats since day one wanted to get Trump out of office. You folks forget 
very easily. The day Obama was inaugurated, McConnell asked what he was planning on doing, and he said, my top priority is to make sure that this man is a one-term president. Well, yeah, absolutely. Just try to block his stuff. James T. sitting in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck.